I want your help. Look, you and I may be set in our ways, but these kids, they're still growing. They can learn from both of us and use what we teach them to create their own way. I guess I didn't want that to happen because I cared so much about honoring Mr. Miyagi's legacy. But I forgot one of his most important lessons. Just like bonsai, choose own way grow because root strong. You choose own way to karate, same reason. Yeah, but I do it your way. I, one day, you do own way. I was scared of the influence you were having on Sam. But I see now some of what you teach can be good sometimes. And I'm sorry I didn't realize that sooner. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. Uh, my name is Jim Scampoli, and I represent Cobra Kai because not only do I have only one singular weakness, one weakness, but I will shed that weakness by any means necessary. My name is Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do, because, Jim, some of what you teach can be good sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a different one, but that's just such a good line, like such a non-compliment <laughs> of like, you know, a fraction of it sometimes, a little bit. All right, I give an inch, take a mile. Here we are. Season four finale. Uh, I'm so glad that we have a podcast to talk about this show because we're on the season four finale and we're yeah. already well into 2022. So I'm like, it's not that far away. The next season, let's hope and pray. But yes. here we are. Episode 10, uh, The Rise, uh, directed by Josh Shields and written by Bob Dearden. Of course, we know Josh and Bob also wrote episode five this season. Um, here we are. Jim, welcome. Welcome. Well, I do want to, I mean, I guess since I have the clip at the start, uh, I do want to talk about it real quick because, um, I, I, again, another reason, like you'd mentioned, you're grateful we have this podcast. I'm also grateful as well because, as I've mentioned many a times, you know, I stay up all night. I watch the season, you know, from midnight to 6 a.m. And I'm fucking... This is every, every day, right? <laughs> Instead of sleeping? Yes, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when it premieres, I go on to Netflix and I watch it all in one go, which, you know, we all know at this point is not a good way to do it. But we we still do it with shows we love. But I, I'm so glad that to have this excuse to go back and like rewatch it with some time in between each episode and discuss the episodes, because I actually forgot how they used the flashback here and rewatching it. Uh, it affected me a lot more, and it's such a genius way. I mean, the show's constantly uh, reused or, you know, shined upon different parts from the films and used it to, uh, uh, like, character moments in the show or plot mechanics, whatever. But I think this is such a genius way that they use that scene and it's from Karate Kid 3 as well, so it ties in even better because we have Terry Silver this season. Um, and I don't know. It just hit me a lot better, and it it made me, even though there, I still have some issues with the way the season's gone about the Johnny and Daniel team up, it's nice that we have, now it feels like a real team up. And it, it was dope as hell in season three's finale, 
when we've got, you know, in the air tonight playing and the drums hit when Johnny walks out and they bow to each other. Let's begin. But then to come to a real like not just a force like, hey, we got to do it like we got to take down Crease. But now a kind of a real understanding, even though Daniel does throw in, like you said, almost a backwards uh, backhanded compliment here. Uh, but it feels like more of a real understanding between these characters and to tie it in with uh, like another genius use of a Miyagi uh, lesson. Uh, I really, really liked that. And I don't I don't think it impacted me like it should have because it was 5 a.m. And I was like, all right, one more to go. Let's let's do this <laughs> yeah uh you know what i like about when they use clips as sort of flashbacks from the karate kid part two and three is that even i think people who really love two and three um would probably not have watched them as many times as the karate kid like that's yeah. the iconic movie right so it has this kind of a haze of like oh i've seen this kind of but it's almost like Daniel, it's more in the back of our brain, the lessons from Mr. Miyagi. So seeing it here is kind of more like seeing a memory. When you see when I see a clip from The Karate Kid, it's like uh there's a scene from the film The Karate Kid. And when I see something like this, I'm like, oh, this this feels like a memory that's been dredged up for Daniel, because it kind mm. of feels the same for me, which is I don't know if that's a weird No, I think that's <laughs> weird a great thought way. to have, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to describe it. Cause I mean, on not just this show discussing Cobra Kai, but any of our television discussions, we're always quick to shout down like a flashback, especially. Uh, but yeah, this is definitely more like a memory and it uh, it fills in some of the character beats more than anything and it brings us to a better understanding. So I think it's great use of it and uh, I mean the show's great in general at just mining the original films for any drop uh, and it is almost <laughs> like you always think like ah they got to be running out of stuff at this point uh, but no they'll find something so yeah I thought that was I mean jumping ahead we'll probably back up a bit to the start of the episode but I was just uh, on this rewatch I was very impressed with how that came together and it impacted me a lot more. I think you make, made a good point about how they're actually coming together now. Um, like previously, it's all been teased. It's all been kind of surface level stuff, whether it's the end of last season or whatever. And I think we we obviously had our qualms a little bit about mid-season, how they were breaking them apart. And it was kind you know, to us, it felt a little bit like for the sake of the story mm. uh, rather than really super concrete reasons. But with all of that said, it's still builds successfully to this like once we're here uh it still feels genuine like they're they're coming together and they have tried some things to collaborate that have not worked uh but they're going to keep trying to some extent actually i don't know that that's true because it's not because like johnny's off to mexico so <laughs> so whatever <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but like it feels like yeah they have grown actually closer throughout this process i just don't want to see more like one step forward, two steps back yes. stuff, you know, where we have the same thing where again in the middle of next season, they're enemies again or whatever. Like, you know, that's fine if it's if it's the story you want to tell. But this felt like, yeah, the where they wanted to get was here. I, I do mm -hmm. like where we're at at the end of this. And I do like that scene as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not bringing it up to complain about it, but more just like 
it feels genuine now they're actual working together whereas before we're, we're like we love both these guys it's great to see these guys together and like how similar they are and i was like no we've actually run a dojo together we kind of fucked it up but uh we've they've there have been scenes throughout the season where they've seen the value of the other one's way of thinking like in a genuine yeah. way and that's what's led up to this yeah yeah absolutely and like like Obviously, you could still have there. There's not going to be no bickering or anything like that. But yeah, it, it does feel like now we can't get to the point where, okay, like uh, I hate you. No, I hate you. And then we're we're breaking up the dojos. Yeah, it feels like now we have to be on a common ground. Obviously, there's going to be the old odd couple back and forth because you know that's what great uh great friendships bring but uh yeah i think they bring it to a, a nice point where they kind of get have to get past the previous four seasons of the will yes. they won't they uh but anyways backing up to the beginning of the episode we do they have a nice little fake out kind of because obviously we left off with miguel and maybe he re-injured himself in his fight and now we kind of open on some like head ex x-rays and in a hospital. But, of course, it's good old Stingray. Uh, in case you had forgotten, last we'd seen Terry Silver was, you know, very much like the Joker, laughing and beating the shit out of him <laughs> was the last we saw. So now he's waking up in the hospital, and, you know, the nurse is like, uh, get that detective on the line. Our John Doe's waking up. So, you yeah, know. and I but. think let's save the wheels within wheels talks. We'll get into yeah. it later. But I do like that this is like the first thing in the episode. It reminds you because it's been a while, right? Mm. And it could have just been thrown away. Like after he beats him up, it could have been never brought up again or not brought up again until next season, um, like expectation wise. But it's nice that it's here. And then for there's so much shit happening in this episode, you kind of forget about it again almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's good stuff. And then we have um, Miguel, and it's kind of a cheap fake-out because we have a cliffhanger from the past episode where he was left on the mat, but then it's like, ah, just a pulled muscle. Don't even worry about it. Uh, see how you feel. Uh, and Miguel does say, you know, I won't fight if something doesn't feel right, uh, which I think is a very key uh, statement that Johnny Lawrence himself did not pay attention to. Yeah, Johnny Lawrence has been not paying attention to Miguel <laughs> in m multiple ways. And he really, like, you know, actually, like, what he says to Miguel throughout this, uh, like, their their last chats and everything, it's not necessarily bad, but it's just bad timing. <laughs> like, yes. it's just yeah. the worst uh, timing of things that have built up very well throughout the last few episodes. So, yeah, as you said, it's it's just a pulled muscle, kind of a fake out, but also like more realistic in a way. We we kind of see him doing the kick, and then he's like screaming on on the mat. Mm. I don't want to see another season of him learning to walk again, you know. Yeah. So I don't really mind it as a fake out. Um, and yeah, I think we're actually after that, uh, we're we're back on the mat with Dimitri versus Robbie, right? Yes. Sorry about Oops. that. Oh, that's Just the start a little, of the episode. That's Netflix saying, uh, hey, <laughs> talk about our shit. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah, Dimitri versus Robbie. And then, like, uh, I don't know why these things make me cringe now when it's just kind of like the Star Wars analogies he's doing. I think it's just because we don't spend as much time with Dimitri. Like, at least before, again, I go back to the Game of Thrones ones, which... We're still a little pat. Those were kind of passable to me for whatever reason, but then there was like the recent video game one that they had, 
And now they, Dimitri has to be like, you know, now he's Sith. When he was light side, I couldn't take him. And now he's dark Sith. And then Eli has to be like, you have the high ground, just like Obi-Wan had. Like, I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Where you're at on the Star Wars refs? Oh, no, it's not great. Like, it's like, you know, uh, you got the high ground or he, what is the actual line? Can we, can we pull pull it up? He does Um, say, he says something like, but you're taller than him. Uh, yes. You know, you have, that, you have the high ground, like how Obi-Wan beat Anakin. But see, and again... I th- yeah, I... Good. It's not necessarily bad, but, like, we're in a world where Ready Player One exists, yeah. so you can't do that. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, not to nitpick, but the nitpicking for me would be, he would just say, well, you're taller than him. You have the high ground. Like and he, they were already making Star Wars references. You wouldn't explain it, but I guess I understand they have to explain it to the audience. Uh, so that's why, like, you don't add in the part where he's like, kind of like how Obi Wan beat Anakin. But I, I don't know. We're I, not going to spend too much you time. You know what's on this. lacking is it's not about. I think it needs a bit of punch up, and <laughs> this yes. is where our listeners start to hate us. Yes, but because you know, putting in a reference there is good, but it should be a bit more of a joke. You know, mm. imagine this line in a show like Community. Like yeah. they would never just have it be like Obi Wan did in that show. Like that's not quite a joke. The joke, like it, it should be something like, but Obi Wan you know ended up on a desert planet or like uh, yeah something like that or like he did he didn't actually win because of that and then they argue into details or whatever or 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 something just him saying like uh obi-wan that's a name i haven't heard in a long time and uh, then they're like, that would have been you okay? great and he's like a long long time <laughs> and then he like <laughs> runs back to fight and they're like is he okay and uh hawk is like he does this sometimes like that'd be fun <laughs> well and plus it's so wordy because it's like yeah. I had time beat him when he's on the the light side. Now he's gone all Sith. I feel like a helpless Jedi youngling about to get slaughtered. It's like, oh my god, shut up. And I think the other thing is, is that we know he's not going to win. So it's it, it, these are this is setting up a moral victory, which is fine. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're talking about it too. We're talking about it too long. It just, yeah, it needs some punch up. I like what you did. If we turned it into a little bit more of a silly joke and he still gets his moral victory where it's just about the fact that he hung in there because he's made such great, you know, uh, progress because he's hanging in there with Robbie Keane, who's one of the greatest, uh, you know, karate fighters in the Valley right now. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, he doesn't, does he land a punch? I forget. Uh but either way, like the Dimitri of, uh, you know, last season or whatever, he'd never be able to do this. Yes. Even though he, I guess he also spent loads of times learning the weapons that he's thrown around in the exhibition. <laughs> thing yeah, yeah, or whatever too. So <laughs> he doesn't really land um, a punch because yeah, because that would have been a point. But it's just the fact that yeah, he's hanging in there. He tosses him on the ground. You know, he's going on offense a bit. He's he's even he has a little quick moment where he like. Yeah, hey, bring it on type deal. So, you know, it's just it's a moral victory. It's good to see. It's very similar to the debate girl. She also had a moral victory. A lot of moral victories to go around here. You're saying moral victory a lot. Like, you mean just like <laughs> they they seem like I'm probably using the, it they, wrong, but they you win know the hearts I mean? and minds or yeah, what does yeah. It mean? <laughs> you, you know, I'm probably using it incorrectly, but you know what I mean? It's just more about like wow who could have thought you'd even be here right now so it's it's just kind of an empty 
it's nice for the character and you're proud of him, but uh, that's really as far as it's going to go here. Yeah, fair. Um, so we move from that to Kenny. Yes. Um, was hanging out in the locker room. And, uh, you and know, Lepuso Lepuso shows up. Well, shows Kenny, up, yeah. yeah, Kenny's nursing his bloody nose that he got from his best friend. <laughs> Robbie Keane. It's a cycle, guys. Violence begets violence. And Lapusso finally comes in to do the right thing. But one of the, you know, the hallmarks of Cobra Kai is that you do the right thing or it's just your timing is usually off. And he did he did want to do this earlier and maybe it would have helped. But at this point, it's kind of too late because little does Lapusso know that Robbie is the new Tory and he is a fucking maniac now. Uh, He's, he's a psycho <laughs> because Tori's actually softening up a bit. So Kenny is now the new Tori. Uh, Kenny with a Y, by the way. And he's a maniac, which I guess is great. But I guess it's because he's he's gotten mad with power. The bully has now become the bully. And he's like, he would have murdered him, I feel, with his fists, if not for Robbie Keane to show up and uh, stumble into his character arc by seeing what... <laughs> Kenny is becoming. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, how do you feel about it? Because obviously uh, you were very, well, kind of like down on Kenny as a, yeah. as an addition, etc. We see in this episode how his development ties into obviously Robbie's arc. Like that's been a thing throughout. But like him seeing, him walking in on this. At, because obviously like... Uh, you know anthony larusso is you know not necessarily his friend but like he lived in their house for ages like it's it's such a perfect dynamic for him to realize that he is kind of the cause of this or cobra kai and yeah just sets him up really well so that so it all works great for robbie um but what about uh kenny as a character as you said tori last season kind of a psychopath. Yep. And as you said, Kenny's kind of taking that on now. How do you feel about this uh, development? I mean, I do kind of like it because it does feel real. It does feel like something where, um, you know, if someone was like this when they're in a powerless situation and then they start getting a taste of the power, it's it's hard to go back and be like, well, I'm not going to become the thing that I hate, but you kind of become the thing that you hate. It it feels like reality, which I like. Um, I kind of like, I still can't help but cringe at the line where he's like, you know, uh, get ready for high school. Because that feels to me like my main complaint all, all along has been like, I don't want, you know, Cobra Kai the next generation, really. And that feels like a line to plant the seeds of like, Hell yeah, baby! Freshman year, new new uh, new crop of potential dojo students coming through that we get to hang out with, which could be good. I just don't, you know, I don't, I'm not that interested in that. But uh, I, I like where it, what it's doing, and it does feel like something that would happen. So I, I like that. Yeah, and for me, I, coming from a different direction, because when Kenny was introduced, I didn't mind him. You know, I was kind of on board. So once we get to this point, I'm, I also like this because, as you were saying, in real life, this is kind of what would happen. And what we often see in movies and TV is more along the lines of someone's being bullied 
and then they kind of make friends with someone cool and then they become cool mm-hmm. uh and like they maybe through hijinks or whatever get back at them much like daniel did in uh the actual for in, in the movie yeah in the karate kid uh like using hijinks to get back at his bullies but like obviously daniel doesn't become a bully although that's you know People would debate this, yeah. <laughs> but like Dan, the natural progression to having been exposed to this, uh, you know, bullying and harassment, um, it is to lash out at the same people or other people. Um, and so now that he has the power to do so, and he's being basically taught all of this through Cobra Kai, it just makes sense. And it's a good, I guess it, I'll have more to say about... Um, Daniel's uh, decision at the end, what he's going to do moving forward. I have more loads of thoughts on that, mm. but it does kind of set up that Cobra Kai is a negative force beyond just the conflicts between these two dojos, right? Because sometimes it seems like, well, if they just go ahead and open their dojos and let people train, like it's going to be okay. But here we can see when you train someone in Cobra Kai, yeah. just without tempering it with any of the johnny lawrence input or or general wisdom or combination of stuff it's going to lead to bad situations these children are going to become bad people if if they if you just teach them this yeah and it does hammer it home because when robbie's like um this isn't what i this isn't how i trained you and he's like hey it's cobra kai no mercy and then it's like robbie gets to have that moment of like are we the bad wait cobra kai is the bad guys <laughs> which weirdly enough then crease has later on but oh my god i have loads to say about that but uh <laughs> but yeah i mean i think it, overall it does work yeah yeah so uh moving on we have like the build-up of uh build up to the girls champion right mm. where uh tori and sam both win their fights so we kind of get we're, we're getting that set up um and then we have a run in between crease and johnny which i guess is uh setting up what you referenced just a second ago because yeah. they run into each other they get some flashbacks to or to to when he'd lost and they talk about winning and losing etc yeah, I mean, he kind of, like, apologizes. Well, he's coming in, I guess, to check on Johnny and Miguel or something. And then he kind of apologizes what happened with Terry. And, I mean, he makes the statement like, like, uh, like what could have been all, all of us? It could have been you and me and your real son. And it's like, well, no, it never, it wouldn't have been. <laughs> like, that wasn't yeah. in the cards. Uh, I mean, it was him and, uh, Cree. Well, no, I guess that was before that was because I was thinking when Robbie was Miyagi-Do, but that was before Crease arrived. But either way, you know, he's, yeah, I cared more about you than anyone. You had a funny way of showing it. You forced me to fight dirty. I mean, he does bring up the point. Like I knew that if you lost, it was going to cripple you. But then again, it's not the loss that crippled him. It's the fact that he was choked by his father figure in the parking lot. <laughs> because when he lost he said you're all right little russo or what was the thing that he said something like that in karate kid right oh yeah 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 yeah. like and he gives him and he gives him the trophy so like you know johnny was there but crease just didn't he didn't see it and then crease ruined it yeah and now he's like yeah if i can help um if I can help Robbie win, he's going to remember it for the rest of his life. And then he says, you know, he might even be the one to keep Cobra Kai going one of these days. Uh, and Johnny just says that we're going to we're going to end you. So it, it kind of 
primes Kreese for his introspection that happens later on. Um, and it also sets up uh, where Johnny is as yeah. he walks in to chat with Miguel. Yeah, I think the more important thing here, it, it, to me anyways, is yes, what happens, what it primes Johnny to be like here with Miguel. Although, again, like on, you know, rewatch, knowing where this is going, I'm kind of listening more intently to what Johnny's saying. And I guess it is very subtle. I still get where Miguel's coming from. But I guess that's kind of the better writing than to make it too on the nose because he's not too much out of Johnny Lawrence mode here. But we do have to remember this is coming off of, you know, I love you, Ravi, to Miguel. And he's still got that in the back of his head. So it doesn't feel like his. Well, I think the most important thing he says is like, if we lose, I won't be your sensei. And, you know, one of the big things when he woke up, Miguel, was I'll always be your sensei. Like, it shouldn't matter that, like, if they lose this bet or say he really falls through and doesn't have Eagle Fang, like, none of that should matter. He would, she's supposed to always be his sensei. So I think that's kind of like the killing blow here uh, from what he says to Miguel. What do you think? Yeah, that's a good, uh, good read. Um, he also is kind of, I'm just trying to find. Yeah, he's like, I'll prove it, fight for it. Uh, there's a few different lines. Show me you're not a kid. You know, show me mm. you're a man or whatever. And it's it's not out. It's not beyond the pale for what he would be saying. Um, but it's just kind of, it's clear that he's saying, you have to win this fight for me. You have mm. to win this to uh, allow me to keep doing what I need to do. It's no longer me empowering you to do something amazing. It's me putting pressure on you to do something that is, yes, will benefit you as well, but is it's all about beating these other people and not about you becoming stronger and better. So it's something doesn't feel like feel right. Yeah, is uh, the read, I guess. But yeah. it, as you said, it's kind of it's kind of subtle. It's not like he's like, "You don't matter to me." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and fight. You know, it's like it's more like we're we're just in. Miguel is in this zone that he uh, he isn't going to be taking this lightly. And I think there is a combination of words to take another Walter White ism. Like there's a there's a combination of words that exist out there that if Johnny Lawrence had said them, Miguel yeah. would have been like, oh, you know what? I feel great. Let's go out there and fight. And the words are probably I love you. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. like you're a son to me. <laughs> like that probably would have done it and it would have been fine. But that is not what he says because his eye is on the prize where his eye should be on Miguel, who's the real prize as well as the heart of the show. And well, yeah, and abs and I think he proves even more so in this episode that he's the heart and soul of this show, um, because we've talked a lot about his performance this season, and I think even with not a ton of screen time in this episode, because it's it's already on his face when Johnny is talking to him before, like right before Johnny leaves the room, it's already on Miguel's face that like Johnny has completely let him down, um, and you can just you read it. And unfortunately, Johnny's caught up in the moment and doesn't see that. And then even in his follow up scene with Sam, like, I don't know. I think he really like turned it up this season, like as far as the emotional stuff that he had to do. Uh, and I mean, I think there's even going to be a shout out to uh, how Robbie handles like the back after this episode as well. But I think uh, Jolo playing Miguel here, like just really kills it. And I, I, was, I was super impressed. And again, with little screen time but kind of proving that 
like I like we've been saying since the beginning is the heart and soul of this show. Yeah. And immediately after this we have the countdown where he doesn't show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh where I'm like, if I was, I don't know, I feel like if I was Johnny, I'd just walk him out there, you know, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, here, you do the walking on your own. Uh, I'm not going to give you any last minute tips or anything. Let me stand up there where we put a huge countdown. But sure, it's the all valley. We got to do the d- yeah. dramatic way. Um, and so then we have a kind of brief scene where Johnny already realizes that he's let Miguel down because he, he meets Carmen and is like, oh, you know. You know Carmen's like, uh, he's probably afraid to see you. He thinks he let you down. And he's like, no, I let him down. He he gets he's done something wrong. He doesn't, yeah. I don't think he's identified exactly what. Yeah. Um, yeah. He knows he fucked it. He's like, you yeah. know what? I fucked it. <laughs> uh, but I um, mean, because yeah, and the, the other pressure is that it's not only just Miguel's match here, but this is what essentially puts uh, Eagle Fang out of commission. There's no chance for them to even win the tournament or get the trophy or whatever. So it's all up to Miyagi-Do from here. Sorry, you glitched out like a big rolled robot there on my end. That's probably oh, just shit. the internet, though. Oh, sorry, so, dude. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, but yeah, sorry, you, were you mentioning how uh, Miguel is then talking to Sam in the next scene? Yeah, well, no, no. I was just saying that the it was the extra uh, pressure of of not just the the match, but also like Eagle Fang was on Miguel's shoulders. Eagle Fang is now out of contention for the trophy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we do have uh, Miguel, like you referenced uh, a little while back. Uh, you know, he has a scene with Sam talking about how he wasn't fighting for him anymore. And she also recognizes all the pressure that she's been getting from her dad. Um and, you know, to Miguel, this is him saying goodbye. Sam doesn't know that. Kind of kind of a dick move in a way, I guess. Uh, but he's just there to say good luck. And, you know, that's uh, that's it. Gives him a, gives her a smooch. And she's like, oh, you'll be out there rooting for me, right? And he's like, I'm, oh, I'll always root for you. Uh, yeah. Because he's going to Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it just it hurts just to hear him say out loud how Johnny's not his dad. Um, because it's just, you know, I mean, we know he's not his dad, but it's just, you know, it's just twist the knife a little bit. Um, and yeah, he's, he's off to, he's off to Mexico to find his dad who doesn't even know he exists. So I can't wait to see the bad boy karate find out that he has a son. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so basically this leads us up to the fights like there's two big fights in this episode uh it makes a lot of sense that they started the all valley last episode because there's two big fights in this and we also need a lot of time before and after for everything else going on um but obviously the first one is between hawk uh our Eli and uh, Robbie. Yeah. So this fight is uh, pretty good. It's pr- it's pretty good fight, right? What yeah. do you think? No, I agree. Some great uh, fight choreography going here. I love the way it's shot. I love the the ramps, the ramp up and down they do, like with the slow mo and stuff. With with uh, in some of the cooler moments, I love the detail. Well, because they set it up beforehand. Because I mean, when it comes to the shirtless boys fighting, and then we get to see the big hawk uh, tattoo. But even before that, I like how it plays into the fight when Robbie's 
like Guy becomes loose and it's kind of like swaying in the fight and then it turns into a point where like he he blocks one of Eli's punches and his arm gets like tangled in the Gi and he uses mm. that to like flip him over like really like smart cool stuff that they do in the fight here it's just it's just badass yeah and they both get sort of uh mentoring moments right where mm. uh Hawk recognizes early on that he's being, you know, that that he that Robbie knows all of his moves, and uh, Daniel, in one of his first, uh, you know, thinking outside the box moments, says that you were in Cobra Kai for longer than him, so hit him with some of that offensive stuff, put him on the defensive. Even though Robbie's also trained in Miyagi Do, so all of this like <laughs> guidance from the senseis is kind of like whatever. Uh, but you know, it works, and it's a cool fight, and they're in a one-one uh deadlock or whatever after three minutes which means this rule this thing that hasn't happened since since 1985 or in super special secret uh double time probation uh (laughs) yeah uh sudden death uh that's the word so you know it all gets very dramatic uh I, I uh, we have to point out that Robbie basically had a chance to win early on, or at least score a point, but he hesitated. He saw Kenny uh, in the crowd. I'm I'm just surprised Kenny wasn't yelling to put him in a body bag. Um, <laughs> but essentially, he, you know, his state of mind is important leading up to this. Um, and yeah, that, and and the same for Hawk though. Hawk's journey hasn't been, you know, it's been a little bit more, uh, a few more shortcuts on where he's at. Uh, but obviously, getting to fight the guy who got rid of your mohawk is a big thing. Yes, well, and I mean, I think this also illustrates kind of one of the main points or one of the main issues I had with some of the stuff building up to this. Um, is that when we see the small moments of uh daniel training hawk or giving hawk advice here i wanted more of that i wish there was a little bit more of that building up to this uh because i think there's an interesting dynamic there and i like i mean we're starting to see the seeds uh planted in daniel's head of where he's gonna like kind of go to johnny like we heard at the open of the episode where he kind of does have a more of an understanding of some of the mistakes he's made this season. But I don't know. I just wish there was a little bit more uh, in previous episodes of him. I, he doesn't have to necessarily full-on bond with Hawk where he's his new Miguel or Sam or whatever, but just some training moments where he learns a little bit about him and they kind of, you know, come to, like, some of this understanding they come to here. Uh, I mean, similar with Johnny and Sam, but I think it was like they at least there's a little bit in this season of Johnny and Sam. I don't think there's like anything of Eli and Daniel through most of this season. Yeah. And, you know, screen time is at a premium. He does spend most of his time like pining over Moon. So mm-hmm. Moon kind of fills that role a little bit because she's the one who's like, oh, you were always cool or whatever. This is what I, I didn't yeah. like your hair. You know, I liked this and that about you. So and then that's the last episode when he jumps up and is like, I'm going to I know who I am now. I'm going to guy. I'm the guy who's going to kick this guy's ass. Um so and Dimitri I, fills the yeah. role a lot, too, which it does make yeah. sense as well. Like it. It would be hard to say that it would be better to have Daniel in those moments than Dimitri and Moon. So I do get the choice that they made. Um, But yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more. I think it kind of shows some of the potential. And I don't know, maybe that's something they're going to explore 
in the next season. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I definitely uh, feel you on that because, uh, like, you know, this is a show about two dojos, and Hawk has, as was pointed out, he was in Cobra Kai for a really long time, and now he's in Miyagi-Do, and it's in large part because Dimitri's there, because it would make more sense for him to go to Eagle Fang, really, given that Johnny's the one who was, you know, his original sensei and everything, to me at least. Um, but now he's in Miyagi-Do, which is the polar opposite. So how are those teachings actually affecting him? And, you know, what is he taking out of it? Uh, and all of that could be interesting stuff and we could do get do get into some of it but it's kind of been shorthand like uh like you've said before that it's uh you know it, it could have been explored a bit more and they have space to do so moving forward it's still cool when he wins uh, it's a good fight you yeah. know uh it, it, it's this moment works it's more like there's other bits that are so well built like everything going on with robbie everything going on with miguel you kind of almost start to expect that level of uh commitment to the storyline uh in in this storyline as well you know it's such a great moment too when robbie rips his gi off and then uh eli looks to the ref and the ref just shrugs like all right (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess that's what we're doing here (laughs) yeah he's like i don't care um (laughs) Yeah, so he uh, he he wins. Robbie kind of goes off. The next scene we have immediately afterwards is Tori following Robbie, and uh, she asks if he's okay. He's just like, I just need to clear my head. Basically, it's interesting to see where he's at because he's he's not put this enormous weight on winning this thing, right? Even though that's kind of the Cobra Kai way, uh, but it's more like coming to understand how cobra guy is affecting people around him all the anger like this is a climactic moment if nothing else to release a lot of anger settle this thing quote once and for all uh about the dojos etc and probably whether he would have won or lost and whether like the other dojos get banned or not this is not like robbie doesn't really care about that it's more like he's he's been fueled by all this anger uh, and it hasn't really brought him anywhere, and he sees how that is also affecting like people like Kenny. So yeah, he's he's dipping. Yeah, well, and there was that moment before uh, they get into like sudden death where um, they bow to each other. So he does he did show him respect, and Terry, of course, did not like that. Like you're gonna show this guy respect? You kidding me right now? So it does show that there is yeah between that and him kind of walking out that like he's. He's got a better understanding of, uh, yeah, you know, hey, Cobra Kai, maybe, maybe they're not good guys. Uh, maybe, maybe I, sh- maybe I need to pick a side. I guess we'll see. But more importantly, it does set up. It's a great excuse for Tori to walk out so she can have a scene with Amanda because it wouldn't make sense if Amanda just walked up to her when she's on the mat cheering yeah. for her, uh, for her team. And I like that they kind of, you know, they make you think like, oh, my God, is is Amanda going to ask her to fucking throw this fight? Thank God she doesn't. It's just kind of a simple plea of like, hey, just don't just keep it clean out there. Let's have fun. Let's see if we can just put all this behind us once all is said and done. And we also get a little uh, dialogue to fill us in that Tori has, you know, found uh, a volunteer that's been helping out with her mom. She's been going to. A therapist it sounds like things are going good things are on the upswing yeah exactly and um 
you know, it's it seems like this. I'm struck by like how much more three dimensional Tori seems at this point yeah. uh, than compared to like last season. Um, and yeah, it's and their relationship where or their dynamic that Amanda and Tori have. I I wasn't necessarily like completely sold on it immediately when it happened. Uh, to be honest, from the start of it, but it just kind of adds up and especially as you said because what she's asking is like and what amanda is asking is obviously not to throw the fight it is hey if everyone just did normal karate it'd be cool like if everyone could just kind of chill out like y'all could be in different dojos and still have fights maybe like the whole showing up to school with knives thing or like spraying each other with water or all these things are kind of the problem so if you just play by the rules which cobra kai is want to not do uh that'd be great um and yeah (laughs) yeah so we we have the chat between the we get to the scene from the start of the episode right because this is kind of yes. where they uh where daniel's been nudged enough maybe by in part by the previous victory where he was he was dispensing some johnny lawrence branded uh advice along the lines of like yeah just go out there do cobra kai shit give it everything you got um and everything else leading up to this so he walks over and says something kind of nice to johnny which is nice. well daniel's got his trophy boner right now and yes. uh, he's he's just thirsty for more. And he's like, oh, my God, this Cobra Kai Eagle Fang thing got me a trophy. I want another trophy right now. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll even apologize to my lifelong enemy, uh, Johnny Lawrence. Uh, but also he does remember a, a lesson from Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Johnny's coming off of being out of the competition, but also, you know, potentially l- losing Miguel maybe even in more ways than he understands at this point, but he knows he messed up, but he does realize that, you know, uh, his fear of losing Miguel is what's caused him to lose Miguel more so than all the things that he thought was going to happen, whether it be because he's going to like Daniel more or because he's going to be mad that he was dating his mom or all these other things made him like, you know, uh, push Miguel away unknowingly because of his, you know, fear leads to the dark side, as Yoda said, right, Dimitri? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Daniel has the high ground and he asks Johnny to join him and he apologizes and yeah johnny's like johnny apologizes too um because yeah as you were saying he was scared miguel was gonna go away and now he's paying the price for that so the water's under the bridge again and uh they decide to team up and we have the introduction from the hype man uh who uh does johnny dirty and this is the most emotional moment of the episode. Forget yes. about everything else, where yeah. Daniel goes up and corrects him so that they both get called out as the two-time All-Valley champions that they are. Yes. Now, it's, you know, it means so much to me, Jim. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's so a good great. moment. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do wish, I, to back up just a second, because, it, well, it's Miyagi Fang, but then he's like, just for today. So I don't, you don't have to throw in the just for today part. Like, it's, it's Miyagi Fang. Let's go. But yes, of course, then we get the moment where he goes up and corrects him and yeah, they they he has the proper respect for two two-time champions. Love to see it. Um it is interesting how they I mean, I I think it was clear when I was watching it that oh, okay, well Eli just won. They had the guys match first 
and they need this one to win, they're going to lose. But I do yeah. like that they do all the things that you usually do before your big victory. Like they squash it. And I guess that even comes to the to jump ahead, not to jump ahead too much, where Sam is like in tears, like, look, we did everything right and it just it didn't matter. Uh, but that's you know, that's that's how it works sometimes. That doesn't you don't do it wrong do everything right just to win. That's what Miyagi would say if he was here. Yeah, it's a good point. So like this fight is also quite good. Um, just as a fight, uh, there's uh, some great uh, mix of uh, styles, etc. coming out. And as you said, it's kind of clear. Well, I, not necessarily clear, but the assumption is she's not going to win this one. Yeah. It makes sense for where Tori's development has been going. Uh, Sam as well kind of is probably could do with losing some and incorporating that into her like just learning how to deal with that whereas tori you know has lost and lost and lost and also if they win uh cobra kai i mean i guess they wouldn't really disband because they wouldn't live up to their side of the promise which was yeah kind of a flaw with the whole uh deal to which... begin with so they could definitely have continued the show but if they did uh live up to what they promised then they'd uh well, Stop their bullshit. So yeah, <laughs> the thing that kind of stinks is that like, uh, no one was gonna <laughs> live up to this promise, quote promise, bet whatever you want to call it, thing they said yes. uh, right before they were going to murder Crease uh, <laughs> in in the streets, right before they were gonna put him down outside of his dojo. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, like the, the pesky is. wives showed up. Uh, but yeah, I don't, yeah, no one, I mean, I know you said you were going to talk about, it. I guess we'll wait till we get to it, but it's just, it's so, I mean, I don't know if you're, if you're Daniel, <laughs> you should, there should at least be a, a small moment of like maybe leaving us on the season thinking Miyagi does no more, but let, we'll wait for that. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do I don't want to downplay the their the value of them teaming up now finally our two mm. senseis but also it's it is a little bit funny that when Sam asks them like what style should I use they're like yours use everything we've taught you and it's like that's not super tactical right now for <laughs> the situation I'm in my senseis I get that we're at the emotional climax of these things coming together etc but like just given how she's fighting like should I kick or punch yeah. and they're like your use your inner spirit that has combined root grows strong and <laughs> she's like ah okay but uh yeah it, it kind of works like as you said they are uh doing the things you would do before the big win yeah. uh they have the right inputs and stuff um but yeah it's not a win and again much like the previous fight where robbie had a chance kind of to win but it was kenny uh who uh you know seeing kenny distracted him in the same way samantha should have won or would have been on the way to winning because she lands a point tory steps back and is out of bounds we find yeah. out later the uh referee is on the silver's payroll so it's it's a good it's an interesting way of doing this right because any fight that any fights that you've built up to for a whole season or whatever you have to decide who's going to win who's going to lose which in a sports movie is you know a big deal um and you can you can do big things with either but all of the characters are kind of main characters here and you don't necessarily i i guess it could feel like a cheap thing of like saying that both of them would win are winners in their own way moral victories if you will yeah uh but uh but i guess yeah it, it's just kind of 
a nice detail that both of the wins, both of the matches could have gone uh, absolutely the other way if it were not for the trajectory of both dojos and the emotional arcs of the characters. Well, yeah, they give you a double setup between, yeah, the out-of-bounds call and then the elbow where, I mean, I guess I take Johnny at his word that it actually technically should have been a point deduction. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's just saying that out of, like, that's my fighter or maybe by the rules, maybe there should have been a point deduction there. Uh, mm. But also, I mean, Tori's, you know, uh, Tor- Tori is saying she didn't mean to, which I do uh, believe her. I mean, I know they kind of have to spell it out for us because you never know because she used to be a maniac. She's had a couple therapy sessions with Dr. Melfi. Uh, she's not quite a <laughs> maniac anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the way it plays out. But, yeah, this should have been the moment when he's like, just be you, which is, yeah, not great advice as a coach. It should have been one of those, like, all your life you've been trained that you kick with your feet, but I want you to <laughs> punch with your feet. <laughs> Shout-outs to our That's- Art of Self-Defense uh, podcast, if you haven't listened to that. Yeah, I, I had in my notes, I have a reference to the Art of Self-Defense as well. Um, <laughs> but, yes, so... Let's move to the other side of the rink, right, where, uh, or the the mat, where uh, Tori's getting advice after Mm. she does the elbow uh, accidentally, and Silver says, you know, worst thing you'll get is another warning, like, this is what I want you to do, do it again, Uh, and now we get to the moment where you were, I assume, Uh, rolling your eyes, where Kreese is, Kreese gets an emotional moment uh, for one reason or another, where he, he's the one who's kind of, he gets a flashback to choking out uh johnny shouting about how he's a loser Dude. and then he's like you know what let her do what she wants to do. let the kid skate let her do let brita do her silly dance um <laughs> and yeah she she gets to well, go right ahead <laughs> for all the praise i was heaping on the writers on how they use that miyagi flashback take it all back now no no, <laughs> no i don't take it all back that that that's such a great use this is such a terrible, like, what are we supposed to think here? Is that Kreese remembers choking Johnny in the parking lot, and now he's like, holy shit, was I not supposed to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the bad guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, oh my God, like, it's that meme, I don't know if it's from a movie or a sketch or whatever, where it's like the Nazi guy, when he's like, are we the baddies? Uh, are we the baddies? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um... I mean, I guess I, I get it. I mean, we we are trying to get to a more sympathetic or different version of Crease. It's just so it's so hard, dude. It's so hard, especially because not only the Crease in the movies, but then also like the Crease in this show. Outside of like when he first showed up and we saw that he was in like a shelter and stuff like that. Who I mean, it's fun thinking on that now because it I had very similar reactions to that as i did like terry silver where i was thinking like yeah, it was all on was he not really staying at this shelter is this part of the scheme <laughs> but it's just but after that we've talked many times about how he's just the guy that knows he's the villain so it's tough to then have him flash back to a villainous thing he did but kind of be like huh uh, maybe she doesn't have to cheat to win maybe she could just go out there and make her own choice like i don't know i just i don't buy it i don't i feel like Again, maybe this is something that where Crease ends up 
from this season that's something we could get to next season. I just don't buy it in this moment. Yeah, I think it's similar to the breakdown of the collaboration between Johnny and uh, Daniel that happens in episode five, like, uh, except this is in that, you know, it was more kind of happening for the sake of it. Here, I do feel like the pieces of Crease's development to this point, some of them are kind of there. You can tell in retrospect that they wanted to work up to this. Um, because the whole theme of where he's at is that Johnny's his weak point or whatever, his one mm. weakness. And like he cares about Johnny like a son and he's kind of hated Johnny, but in the way that you hate your son and he wants to pull him back in and he wants this and that. And this only becomes obvious when Terry Silver's in the mix. So like some of these bits are there, but I think there's been an inconsistency in him um, that makes it hard to really justify or feel like it's completely earned. I can see that they definitely have tried, but basically how it's felt throughout the season is more that uh, Crease is being wishy-washy about stuff and not quite getting what Silver is saying, Like, because he's been pulling Silver towards being more extreme, and then when Silver is more extreme, he's reined him in and gone, whoa, 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 I'm the one who calls the shots around here. Yeah. Uh, And in that, all of that is supposed to be tied in with he actually kind of cares about Johnny. And I guess kind of if anyone's going to hurt Johnny, it's going to be him because he convinces himself that when he does it, it's for Johnny's own good to pull him back in to Cobra Kai or whatever. Um, So the pieces are kind of there, but they're a little bit scattered a little bit throughout. They they say... um, they say they say it more clearly, obviously, when Terry Silver is kind of talking about his weakness, etc. But I also feel like, yeah, it's not fully earned that the sequence of events leading directly up to this is going to change uh, where he's at. You know, I, I can see what they're going for. Yeah, no, I, I get what they're going for. It's just, again, I just I don't feel like it's earned yet. Um, mm. I, I think I don't know. I just think they pushed it a little too far. Uh and I don't know that it just yeah because this is a guy a couple week a couple episodes ago was like wait well you know Terry's like hey everyone has a weakness even since they crease huh and then crease is like what me a weakness yes. are you kidding me like that's but that's what a villain does uh but it's not even like that happened and then he had a moment uh an episode later where he's like oh my god even I have a weakness like even if there was something like that that happened then I would almost buy this moment a little bit more. Um, But, you know, I get where they're building to it, and I guess for the greater good, if it's, like, gets to the point faster next season, I guess I'll give it to them if they got to take kind of a shortcut. Uh, But I feel like it's stuff they could have developed more anyways with where where Kreese ends up. But they also do give Tori a... You know, we just mentioned Johnny Lawrence in Karate Kid 1 when he's like, you're all right, LaRusso. Uh, mm. When LaRusso wins, even though Tori wins, she does have the, hey, you, are you all right moment. Um, so we, we, it is a different Tori. It's not the maniac Tori, even in victory here, which, which this is the victory she had talked about before of how having this moment just to show all these people that she can be the best at something in that moment, she doesn't even realize it at first. She actually cares if Sam's okay. So I think that's a nice character beat. That's something that's earned in comparison to Kreese suddenly realizing that choking Johnny in the parking lot maybe wasn't a great teacher moment, a teachable moment. 
<laughs> yeah, and she does win clean. She does not throw any uh, intentional elbows or anything yeah. as well. So it kind of, you know, it didn't matter in quotes because she would have won either way. She probably would have won if she was throwing elbows too. But of course it does matter because, uh, you know, Johnny's still carrying around the fact that he was pressured into kind of cheating uh, years later, um, and it's not in line with where she's going. So good for her that that's the advice she got. Uh, but maybe it would, you know, for her sake, maybe it would make more more sense if Crease was uh, if they were just like, yeah, cheat, and she's like, no, I'm not going to do it because yeah. I, I think that's bad, rather than I'm just going to do what Crease says. But whatever, yeah. Yeah, um, and then, yeah, we get a nice... Terry gets to get on the mic and announce that, you know, hey, Cobra Kai franchises are going to be opening up through the whole valley. I mean, who wouldn't... You just saw them win, like... Because not only the championship here, but also, as we see, because it's now the overall best dojo through points and whatever convoluted nonsense they came up with, who would not want to join the overall by points best dojo in the valley i know i would if i'm in that crowd yeah no one remembers you you know about the olympics and stuff like that no one remembers uh, like the male champion of one of the fighting sports <laughs> yeah, you never. only remember the overall points champions generally speaking in any competition so never mind the fact that hawk slash eli won uh I guess, yeah, they're going to shut down now. This is the bit also, there's so many things we can poke holes in this whole deal that they've yeah. struck. Uh, but like one of them being like, hey, if you're joined together, just say you're one dojo and you have so many more points than <laughs> uh, than the other team, right? Because you're only counting Miyagi points. But I guess it's, I mean, it's too late to do that now, but it's just like, oh, if this is the most important thing in both of your lives, maybe think about this earlier. Uh, <laughs> and um, they almost yeah. have a moment where Daniel could have had a Miyagi moment here, but I think, I guess, this is a case where they are saving it. Like, I was talking about these other things that are, are happening where they're almost, like, fast-forwarding them to get to a certain place for next season. But then when Sam's crying about how, like, it didn't work, like, they did everything right, and then Daniel just says it's not your fault. But like it totally could have been one of the he he this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to have a Miyagi like, you know, win, lose, no matter, or whatever the hell he says. You know, one of those, yeah. but he just kinda she runs, he doesn't know what to say. Uh yeah. but I, I am I'm almost positive it's because we're gonna see how this plays out, you know, later on. And I guess what what does a, what does a, a Sam look like next season? Is this the seed planted where Sam is then Cobra Kai? Who knows? We have to have a Cobra Kai Sam at a certain point, and I I'm I'm guessing maybe next season could be it in some sort of weird jumping through hoops way where now she's kissing Robbie again and uh, in Cobra Kai. Well, Miguel's basically abandoned her after she lost this big thing, right? And Miguel mm. and her always had chemistry. So they're yeah. definitely like, she's probably going to join Cobra Kai because there's no dojos. Actually, like, well, save this. Because uh, <laughs> I just forgot about uh, I just remembered Chosen uh, as well. It's going to be around. So um, either way, yeah, I think you made a good point that uh, they don't take a shortcut here to like, they don't cram in an emotional resolution of this. It's more like, showing that she's upset about this daniel's upset about this and we're gonna pick that up later yeah um then carmen says that miguel got in an uber and johnny <laughs> says what's an uber yeah so that's also in this episode <laughs> yeah is that like a it's, floppy disk it's such a, <laughs> no uh, i don't think i even caught it when i first watched this because yeah. i was like it's so quick 
it's like I get they're going for the joke there, but it's there's no moment to even recognize the joke, and it's such a dumb joke on top of everything. <laughs> yeah. But hey, yeah, they went for it, I guess. I just had to bring it up because I don't, I, I didn't, I, as usual, I didn't really mind, but I know how much you hate when they like make Johnny's uh, techno illiteracy like completely ridiculous. Because yes. sometimes it feels like he'd be looking at a newspaper and be like, what are that, words? Like a book? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> the dichotomy of me is that, yes, on one hand, I love when he has a laptop and he doesn't know how to get on the internet and stuff like that. But then, yeah, when it's like, what's an Uber? That's almost, it's just a little. Whatever the line is, you just went a little too far with it, and that's that's, and then I hate it. <laughs> that is the dichotomy yeah. of you. Yes, um, put it on so my uh, to- gravestone <laughs> when next to yeah. uh, Mr. Miyagi's grave. That one <laughs> just as big, but it just says the dichotomy of me is I love Johnny Lawrence's uh, tech knowledge, except when they go too far. Jim Scampoli. <laughs> And there's just a big bonsai tree next to you. Yes. Uh, except it's dead because neither of us have been able to care for a bonsai yeah, tree no. in the years we've been doing this podcast. Can't figure it um, out. So, Tori, uh, I just follow all of the lessons in the films. I read nothing else and they keep dying, but whatever. Um, Tori, basically, she's going to head off and celebrate and she finds out, she basically overhears that Silver bribed the ref so a moral loss if you will mm. uh it's just uh good that both well i guess hawk is the only one who's like fuck yeah i won yeah, I did it. no bad feelings about it um but yeah she obviously this kind of sours everything for her should she really have won also i'm in cobra kai and cobra kai is a piece of shit and it completely is like the thing crease was saying about if if you know if uh, robbie wins he's gonna remember it for the rest of his life uh you know, Tori's always going to remember that she won a fixed fight. Yeah, now. it's 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 a it's a nice moment and a nice place to leave her character because, yeah, it takes it it takes it takes it all away from her. Uh, she has the trophy, but it doesn't. That's not what she wanted. She wanted to, she wanted to show them that she was the best, and so now she can't think that. So now she can be Miyagi Do next year, and Sam can be Cobra Kai. Like, let's get ready. Yes. Let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> Sam and Cobra. Let's let's keep the rivalry going. Sorry, Amanda, you thought this was gonna end shit. No way. Maybe you know what they'll probably do. Maybe they'll be friends for a little bit. Maybe one they'll both be in Cobra Kai, or they'll both be in Miyagi Do until Miguel comes Episode back. Five. Yeah, and they both kiss Miguel, and then one of them has to go to the <laughs> the other dojo. But we'll see. Yeah, sounds right. Um, so Johnny's driving around looking for Miguel, um, and he sees that there's a space for lease sign on his dojo. He kind of wanders in there, has has a bit of a flashback himself yeah. to putting the words on the wall, and then um, Robbie shows up. And this is a great scene. I, as you mentioned, Agreed. like uh, the emotional acting or the the just good acting uh in these emotional moments from uh Miguel and Robbie uh is is very good and his arc this season has been really well handled I think um where he's at and because he's been kind of cool and calm and collected um but we can tell there's stuff going on underneath there's layers to the performance of the actor and it's good stuff and now here it kind of all breaks out uh, and especially the line about, um, you know, 
because because he talks about Kenny, but especially the line about how he's tired of being angry with you, Dad. Uh, yeah, is very good. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of blaming you, and it's like uh, even the the flashback I like because it is you know you get the idea that Johnny is thinking like I start like this is how I started all of this. <laughs> like here I was, little did I know like what I was starting here. Plus, it's perfect that it's for lease. I can imagine there's going to be an Eagle Fang dojo here in this very spot, which, which I would love to see, and it, which is great because also Cobra Kai gets to be in the original location from the movies. But again, back to uh, like Tanner Buchanan's uh, performance here as Robbie because we've talked a lot about the Robbie character, you know, at discussing every episode, and he doesn't always get a lot of stuff to do, kind of. And we've always talked about how it's, like, not really his fault. Like, it's still, yeah. I think, a decent character, but we've talked a lot about, like, in the beginning, he was just kind of, like, a nice guy or whatever. Uh, but everyone but, was just like, oh, this troubled kid, this yes. kid's a loser or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but now, like, yeah, he, he, gets to, he gets to kind of, uh, he gets to actually have something to play around with and to perform. And, yeah, I, I think between him and Miguel, like, yeah, they really sell it. And that's... Maybe that's why I'm so critical and, like, worried about trying to do a, like, new batch of students in, like, like the Kenny and Lapusso range. Because it's, I don't know, I'm already attached to these other people and I don't feel like, I, I, maybe it's a stretch to say lightning in a bottle, but it's just so hard to get to that point to have to try to rebuild it again. But either way, this is a great moment. It's still a little tough that, you know... Johnny gets left off the hook a little bit as a shitty dad because even in this moment, Robbie's the one that follows Johnny. It's not like Johnny went to seek out Robbie. Uh, there, I think there needs to be some work there still, and I'm sure there will be. Uh, but so far, I think Robbie's coming into a good place here to forgive his father, but Johnny hasn't done anything yet, I feel, to deserve it. And I think they need... To, that's one of the things they'll need to show us. And it's it's tough because Johnny's our main character. We love Johnny. He can kind of do no wrong, so we swipe it under the rug so much how shitty of a daddy is. But I think there needs to be a reckoning with the character, and he needs to put in whatever he has to put in. for Not just Robbie, but Miguel as well, but especially Robbie. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind so much the fact that uh, you know uh, Robbie was the one to kind of initiate this because whenever he's tried to reach out, especially this season, uh, has been very aggressively rebuffed. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, you know what's that? But to a greater degree, is they have this emotional moment where they're finally connecting. Next scene, he's not bringing Robbie to his house oh, so they yeah. can have like some snacks or whatever. I don't know. Manwich, yeah, the man which would be good. Yeah, he's not doing that now. To be fair, maybe he just you know Robbie wanted to go to his own bed, get some sleep. That's fine, but also Johnny's going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna fuck off immediately to look after his substitute son, which we're in favor of. Now maybe the, uh, unless I'm wrong, like this is what he says, right? I'm gonna go find him. Basically, so, like, like yeah, he's, he's like I'll take care of this. Yeah, I'll go find him. Now I yeah. in my head canon. What I would like to see, I mean, they probably won't do this, but I feel like this is a perfect opportunity. Robbie and Johnny team up, both go to Mexico to Ooh. find Miguel. And then even this could be the budding, like Miguel is the new, Miguel, Robbie, 
Johnny Daniel, like, can they find some common ground? Are they going to be best friends? I don't, I don't think that's what they'll do, but I think maybe this is a perfect opportunity because then Robbie and Johnny on this trip to Mexico learn about their father and son relationship while they're helping uh, a wayward child finding his dad. Dads on dads Damn. on dads. That's great. That that would be the f- a great first chapter of the Robbie Miguel fan fiction <laughs> slash fic, you know, where they yeah. get together would be him helping Johnny, but then they have to like share a hotel room, but there's only one bed, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. Uh, but that's actually, yeah, that's a cool idea. I hadn't even considered that because I just assumed that Johnny would not bring, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> would not bring his son anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But it's a it's a great scene anyway. Either way, um, then we have the Silver Crease uh, master plan comes to fruition. Yes, popping bottles. Yep, uh, hanging out in his evil mansion. Um, and yeah, this is the this is the climax, right? Where he basically says, "You, uh, you know." Your weakness is Johnny. He lays out the themes we were talking about earlier. And my weakness is you. And you're all because I'm always going to be in debt to you. And you're always going to play that card. And you're the one who shaped me into who I am. Uh, but not anymore because I'm going to, you know, uh, fuck you up and send you to prison. Um, great Machiavellian type uh, plotting. And uh, it works out and it completes the transition from, uh, you know, friendly vegan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. friendly vegan Terry Silver from the start of the season. Well, it's great. I mean, this is great stuff. And again, I, I the only thing I'm a little soured on is Crease's recent, like, realization that he's a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had his head in the game, so when you see him get duped yeah. by this, it's not quite as fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, I love the, you know, you've reawakened something in me, John. Like, and I love the the fact that like yeah, it creases his own undoing here in a lot of ways because he you know I guess let the genie out of the bottle by bringing back the old Terry Silver, um, and yeah, I think it's I think it is it puts this is the thing that puts him in a better position to realize he's a person than him already realizing he's a person before this happens. But either way, I do think it's a good payoff and to. Um, you know, have Terry Silver take his rightful spot as the top villain, and he even gets to throw in a line of like, uh, "Maybe I'll, get, maybe I'll call a friend or two, uh, and we can, you know, handle Cobra Kai or whatever." Yeah, maybe I'll dig up an old friend or two. Um, so of yeah. course we're gonna see the bad boy karate. I mean, how could we not? Who else though? There's two friends. So who else do you think? Well, we, remember there was that might... other psycho that was like with the bad boy of karate. <laughs> Remember yeah. the the other guy, or I, but maybe he, I forget if he was the one that's like, uh, "Come on, Mike, we're gonna kill him." Remember when they were gonna like cut their ropes or whatever when they couldn't get up yeah. the mountain? But he did have <laughs> his little uh, henchman guy, so I wonder maybe he could come into play. Yeah, an excellent an excellent point. Uh, I agree as well. You know, ter- as far as Terry Silver, it's a good place to end it where we're fulfilling the promise of a Cobra Kai on every street corner. And we have Terry Silver at the helm, having shed his cocoon and gotten like killed his father figure in the form of crease. So now he's fully on board with uh, being the monster he's meant to be. Um, And, you know, it, it makes the threat of having a bunch of karate dojos for children 
actually feel like a threat the fact yeah. that he's behind it because he's basically like a batman villain or yeah. like you know <laughs> any, any any kind of villain really uh a, a very good plotter and some and they've managed to me to to make him more three-dimensional throughout this season in comparison with the film where obviously he's already that like crazy super smart gonna hang out with a kid to con my way into this uh situation he's that in the third karate kid but now we have kind of he's a normal person at the start and we see the gradual shift so i believe him more as a human being so that also makes him more interesting as a villain so good stuff all around absolutely and i can't wait till next season where terry's like oh my god should i have beaten up beat stingray up was that not a good choice and he starts <laughs> then he joins eagle fang and <laughs> and then mike barnes <laughs> is the new big villain uh but yeah no i it's it still puts everything in a great place and from a from terry's point of view as a character and as a villain it is a great capper for that and i think as uh i think hayden schlossberg mentioned on twitter that season five is going to fulfill the promise of uh, Karate Kid part three of a Cobra Kai dojo on every corner. So that's fun, the potential there and to see how that plays out and how it, you know, will rain hell on poor Daniel LaRusso of everywhere he looks, there's a goddamn Cobra Kai. And he's like, the, the, it's like he's surrounded by pod people now. The whole world's gone crazy. How's And he's the only one that's normal. How's he going to wake the world yeah. up? Uh, I love the the potential there. And as far as Chris, you know, Robbie going to Juvie was his start of the transition for him from Miyagi-Do to Cobra Kai. This could be him. This could be Chris starting his transition from Cobra Kai to Miyagi-Do as he starts to learn a bit of meditative Mm -hmm. stuff. Although prison tends to harden you up, but he's already so hardened. Maybe he starts to see things the other way because he sees how he fucked things up with both Johnny and Silver. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm off base Um, here, but for some reason... And, and and I mean I don't think this is a real possibility, but I think we're gonna lead to towards like the death of Crease, and he's gonna like find Miyagi Do on his deathbed. <laughs> he's gonna die in jail or some shit. I don't think that's really what's gonna happen, but I just I don't know. I have a feeling that the only real way to put out Crease, you just gotta put him down. He's just gonna die. But <laughs> when he dies, he realizes the error in his ways. I am trying to look up the '98 Bollinger that they're drinking. It looks like it's around. You can get it for anywhere from like sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars a bottle. Um, it's a steal. Yeah, it's not so bad. But uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll if just that's get it some for sort of... when season five comes out and pop it. <laughs> yeah, start popping it. <laughs> I yeah. oh wait, uh, Bollinger Champagne and Cobra Kai. I analyzed the TV show and product placement was spotted. Bollinger Champagne. Oh, that's it. And just a picture. Forget it. <laughs> I thought there was. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, anyway, so uh, if we move on, we have like kind of two bits remaining in the show. Um, this episode where we have uh, Johnny coming home, like I said, he finds out they, they have Miguel's note of what he's done. It kind of reads mm. like a 23andMe advertisement because he's like, you know, I don't know about the man I'm going to be and I have to figure out where I came from and he's getting on an actual bus. It's very much like taken out of an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, where it's the end of a season so a main character has to leave and find themselves or what have you Um, we have kind of a revelation in that Johnny's like I'm gonna go find him and we know 
Miguel's dad is in some bad shit. Um, but yeah, she reveals he doesn't know that uh, Miguel exists. Actually, I don't know if that's a reveal or not, but it's kind of treated like one. No, it's, like, oh, okay. it's a reveal. But it also, and again, I'm probably looking too much into it. It's like now I just don't trust Carmen at all. Maybe he's not even a bad guy. Hmm. Um, why don't you trust sense. her because of the reveal yeah <laughs> she's an unreliable narrator uh, to me now but I, I a, always try... got the impression that she she uh, was pregnant and in a bad situation was True. like this is going to be bad so Fair I'm going to leave so regardless uh, it makes sense to me um, I just don't like but a woman yeah. trying to take her ch- child away from a father <laughs> Jesus okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sure um but yeah so he's a bad guy he's a bad dude johnny says he can handle himself like i think you're off base with like maybe he's not a bad guy because he's gotta be like the worst bad guy to have like someone who's an actual threat to miguel or he's a i think we're gonna get some uh more breaking bad kind of stuff but with karate here because uh that feels like the direction we're going in now do you think he's gonna be a cartel guy that also knows karate (laughs) that also a karate tail guy if you will yeah Yeah. he just happens to also uh dabble a little bit in martial arts yes it would be funny if it was like karate no i only do kung fu and everyone's like lame um (laughs) but maybe we're getting some mixed martial arts and turn this into the mma show that it's uh (laughs) inching its way towards maybe i don't know i'm trying Um, to i'm trying to cast him here so i'm trying to think i antonio banderas might be too high maybe not uh oh michael pena would be great how old's michael pena damn michael pena would be fucking great for this but I guess what what do you age range do you think he'd be? Would he be in his fifties like William Zopka? I feel like he could we could get away if he's in his forties. Well, yeah. I mean, let's see. Miguel's supposed to be what eighteen at this point, or uh, I mean, I guess he's in the under eighteen. Well, that's the thing. So. Yeah, no, that's the thing I'm dreading because well, technically it's only been a year. So I think in the first season Miguel's sixteen, so maybe he's mm-hmm. seventeen then. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. you know, he could definitely be in but his he, 40s. If he's if he's played by Michael Pena, he wouldn't have had Miguel until he was like 29. Makes sense. Yeah. It's also different for men as far as determining their age, right? Because he could be any age, really, uh, realistically. Well, I'm just so. saying he doesn't have to be as old as Zapka or Macho. Because those guys are grandpas. Let's be real. <laughs> I love them. I mean, dad. real... <laughs> He could, like, the actor playing him could even be just 40 years old, and he would have had uh, Miguel when he was, I don't know why the calculator stopped working here. Yeah, when he's, like, in his mid-20s or so, like, early 20s, mid-20s. Because, I mean, I don't know how old Carmen is, but I I assume she's in, like, maybe her late 30s, maybe early 40s, something like that. Uh, I mean, Oscar Isaac is too big of a get. I don't think they could do it. I would love it. I don't think they could pull him, though. Um, let me see. I'm just looking up um, Hispanic actors in there, like late 30s, early 40s. Well, if you've listened to our other podcast, Blank Meets Blank, you'll know that my knowledge of actors appropriate for <laughs> roles is severely limited in comparison with Jim, and that's a highly well, edited show. <laughs> I will just say my like looking at it here, and even though it's like one of the first names I read, just scrolling through actors, Michael Pena is my dream casting. Now, I mean, I don't yeah. think they're going to try to pull someone from the movies. I know everyone thinks Mike Barnes oh, yeah. is someone's parent, but I don't think that's going to happen. 
who I think they're going to get, and I wouldn't really mind, but I feel like this guy is on the level, um, would be Jay Hernandez, uh, who was in, he's in like the Hostel movie. He was recently in Magnum PI, which I maybe is done. Uh, but I feel like he is a TV, like a big TV star that they probably could get. But my dream casting is Michael Pena. Who is your dream cast for Miguel's dad? Who do you see coming? Is it, is it, uh, what's his face from Breaking Bad? Uh, the crazy, uh, oh, God damn, I'm forgetting his name. Tuco? Tuco? Yeah. <laughs> is it Tuco? <laughs> is he going to be his father? Is it Wilmer Valderrama? Is he going to be his father? Oh my God. The, the possibilities. Although I'm sure it's probably already been cast, so they just cast an unknown. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a few people from uh, Better Call Saul might be a good uh, match. But either way, send us your Sega Dreamcasts. Uh, yes. Just send them to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. Let us know who you would Dreamcast in this role. I also, it never even, like, it never really occurred to me that they'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make it a character that's his dad like it kind of did obviously like people have mentioned it but it's like that's such a dumb thing to do that mm. i i didn't even like entertain the idea uh let's see oh they thought more season four well no because i was just searching around but people were like season forecasting hints miguel's father returns like nope you were wrong sorry yeah well i'm gonna barrel on to the last scene of the episode here because we have daniel kneeling at uh miyagi's uh mr miyagi's grave and he does this little speech and this was actually going to be my intro my name is jacob burrows and i represent miyagi Do because there's too much at stake to honor an agreement made with men who have none and that's his reason for kind of trying to loophole his way i guess it's one of the things is it's not super clear but obviously chosen is there and he says some stuff um but yeah i i went back to the wording of the actual uh agreement that they made last season and all they really say is Cree says like if we lose i go if you lose and then johnny interrupts and is like we won't lose so it's not super clear on what it means can daniel be around like mm. in the background as like a water boy uh get while chosen is teaching his students miyagi-do or do they have to rename it does it matter like uh, like what what are they actually setting up here do they just want someone asian in this show about karate is that kind of uh yeah. where, where they're trying to pull this or what's going on i was disappointed in daniel like i i feel like it's supposed to be this cool moment but i was no, like I i'd agree. be more interested in a start of a season where all hope is lost uh rather than this because it's also kind of unclear what they're asking chosen to do it's a it's cool in that it's a reveal that he's going to be in the next season but it's not necessarily cool in that me, even though I know he just said, I'm going to go my own path. I'm not just going to ape everything that Mr. Miyagi did. But also, I feel like Mr. Miyagi would honor this deal because that was the whole, like, if you don't honor this deal, then you wouldn't have expected them to honor the deal. They're the bad guys. Yeah. You're the good guys and you're not honoring it. Um, so why did you do it at all? Um, I don't know, Jim. No, How I, did you feel about it? I agree. I do agree. I feel like, and I was, we we're kind of saying this a little bit ago, is that, this would have been better fodder for the beginning of next season. Um, which, again, I guess I appreciate that maybe they're just trying to get things going and not spend too much time on this. But it this feels like it would have been better if, like, yeah, we did have a, 
all hope is lost. We have to hang up Miyagi-Do, and then Daniel can still come to this same realization because he's seeing that Cobra Kai is on every corner and what it's doing to the kids and stuff like that. And maybe, cho- like, you could still have Chosen show up. But I get why they did did it here, because, you know, they want to end on a better, you know, cliffhanger moment, I guess. But, but I, I don't know. I feel like... The all hope is lost cliffhangers are the ones that always fuck me up in TV, but in a way of yes. like, I can't wait for next season rather than some of the like leaving on a, on more of a high note where you have an idea. But that's just personally how I react to TV. I also I just don't really love the revealed so much here. Like, I don't dislike Chosen, but he was not a character. It was cool when they brought him back. But when they brought him back, I never thought like, oh, my God, we need more Chosen. But uh, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that for them to prove me wrong, and I feel like this would have been a better reveal. Although maybe more people would have been confused. But I said this on my initial breakdown: yes. is if they brought in Hillary Swank from the next Karate Kid, that would have been because she was also a student of Mr. Miyagi. I get that Chosen is kind of a student of Mr. Miyagi because it's like Miyagi Do that he knows, but it's not like he knew Mr. Miyagi. And we trained under Sato, right? Who yes. Had yeah. the same master as Mr. Miyagi, if I remember right. Correct. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that would have been good, interesting or uh, and confusing. Yeah. You know, I I just feel kind of robbed of a scene where Daniel has lost all of his hope. He goes back. Like there doesn't need to be anyone else in this scene. He just goes back to Mr. Miyagi's house and does the opposite of what he's done. Up to this point, he closes it down. Yeah, like he he you know takes the stuff off the walls to bring it home or whatever. Even if he feels like it's not the right thing, and if it was just that, nothing else. Cut to credits. It. I know it's not as much of a cliffhanger in a sense. It doesn't propel you into the next season, except it does because yeah. the viewer is going to be like, "It can't end like that." What yeah. the fuck? We need more of this. Like, you could never cancel a show. I know they were; they already knew they'd get in the next season anyway. But you could never cancel a show that ends on that because it's like all is lost, worst moment, <laughs> and there's going to be a Cobra Kai in every corner. Like, what are they yeah. going to do with this? Rather than like, oh, I guess Chosen's going to be the guy or whatever next season and they're going to keep training people in karate i guess uh yeah. rather than just like here's daniel who's had a taste of his former life back to fucking hawking cars hating every minute of it sleeping with his beautiful wife hating his life <laughs> <laughs> just like uh not getting that sweet karate juice like just seeing him close because it's a, such an emotional location as well have him close up the house, have him do the bow like he did when Mr. Miyagi was drunk and passed out. He bows to the house and leaves. And that's the end of the season. Oh. Maybe have Hillary Swank show up and like, hey, I'm looking for Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, <gasps> and yeah. then it ends. I don't know. But like, I just feel like that would have been better. I mean, not to like fucking pat ourselves on the back, but everything you're <laughs> saying, I am loving that so much. And I get, again, I guess it goes back to like, thinking about you know i hate it in the moment but yes the the season finales like that that leave you with like oh my god like we're never coming back from this they do get you Buffy so leaving sunnydale like yeah, we just well, referenced exactly the that's and, and i was thinking the same thing like and you're like what the fuck but not in a bad way not in a bad like lazy like not that i think it's lazy but it's like holy shit like we didn't win 
how are we going to come back from this? And then, yeah, that propels you into next season in a different way. And yeah, and what you're saying, I'm loving it. I, I wish that's how it ended so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We'll write some, we'll yeah. start our fan fiction tomorrow. I think we have, <laughs> we already have, we have loads of months to get our one out there. We have that as the, replace the ending. And then we have, uh, we have Robbie and Johnny going to Mexico together. And then Miguel yeah. and Robbie get together and maybe Sam and Tori get together. We figure it out as we go, but either way, yeah. follow us at showswithchino.com for that. I did want to say like i just have a difference of opinion with daniel as well like i he comes from this position where cobra kai is inherently bad uh i always felt like most of the conflict comes from the conflict with other dojos and other children right so i feel like daniel really believes in the nuclear deterrent approach or whatever where as long as we have our dojo or whatever that it'll be okay uh but that's not true because things keep escalating so it's kind of like he needs to train more kids in karate even though if there was only cobra kai i get that that would be bad from a business perspective but you're not even charging these kids man like if there if everyone learned cobra kai uh and if there was only one dojo would it really be so bad and i guess that's why kenny is kind of important because bullies would be equipped with the tools to bully both mentally and physically so and worst case scenario we end up in a situation like the art of self-defense so there is some merit to trying to stop it but i'm also like hey if you disbanded your dojos uh I have a feeling that everything would maybe be kind of chill. Um, and if it's, if it's not, I'd be interested in seeing what is that post-apocalyptic future. Like, are we going to do a time jump and see uh, what is this horrible world that's full of Cobra Kai? I would be interested in that because it would give more of a motivation. But like to Daniel, he already sees all of that in his mind and i'm not convinced he's right you know maybe he is right maybe he needs to do something more uh but i would just love to see the evil side win and see that play out yeah no i agree but you i mean i i didn't even kind of make the connection until you were talking about it like the kenny thing does serve that purpose uh where yeah now it's just more bullies but they're just even more well equipped to uh inflict pain and emotional damage uh but yeah but i still am of the mind that for at least an episode uh like the premiere of next season it i mean maybe they'll still do this because i'm sure it'll be like you know yeah i guess they're still trying to regroup miyagi dough but maybe people aren't showing up or whatever but yeah, we need to see what that means for the Valley with all these Cobra Kai dojos and, and if it does spell the doom and gloom that Daniel uh, suspects it does. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in summary, read our fanfic, sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> um i i read a review of this particular episode like so despite my criticisms that we've gone into now towards the end like i wanted to quote this because a review of this very episode says it pulls together all the show's disparate strands into a cohesive whole every friendship every relationship and every rivalry in the show gets its due here and i think that's true uh because i think it's a very good episode in that the threads come together and that's been the promise as well ever since we've had the tournament coming up they've managed like some some plot threads work better than others as we've chatted about but they all come together in this you know it's a relatively short episode 
two big fight scenes take up a lot of the runtime, but they still managed to pack it with all of this good stuff. So overall, I'm very happy with it as a season finale and where it leaves us. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think on um, rewatch and discussion, not that I ever came away negative from season four at all, um, but I definitely uh, hold it in higher regard uh, after... Re- going through it again and kind of letting the different uh, plot points and character beats, uh, you know, settle and how everything plays out. I definitely liked it more. Although I guess it's still maybe in my opinion, like, hmm, try like I, I don't know how where it would rank. It still might be below the other seasons, but again, like that's be- being like, oh, like the worst Cobra Kai season is still like one of the best seasons of TV. You know what I mean? It's still. Yeah like amazing television uh so yeah great stuff all around yeah for sure um so sadly that brings us to the end of this season we will of course be back to chat about season five we'll probably have some other episodes between now and then as well uh i was gonna say you know what we have to do because uh, i'm bringing up hillary swank i still have not seen that movie so we definitely have to watch the next karate kid (laughs) And I mean, I don't know if we'll have to do every episode of the cartoon, but a few people in emails have mentioned the cartoon, which I maybe I watched as a kid, but I don't remember. So we'd have to at least check in on an episode or two of that. So we have a few things we can try to stretch without being like without resorting to clickbait and being like season five cast revealed or whatever. You know, I will probably do one of those as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we will also do one of those. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, stay tuned. Uh, And of course, you can check out all of our other podcasts at showswhatyouknow.com, where we discuss some of your other favorite TV shows, like The Sopranos, for example. Um, And there's some episodes of Blank Meets Blank, a podcast where we make up TV shows. If you're impressed with our fan fiction, check that out. Yes. and beyond that, you can find us at Shows What You Know on Twitter. That's you, the letter U. And uh, I think I already said, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, but they're very much mm. appreciated. We got a bunch of feeds. Maybe leave on a few of them. Yes. Uh, I don't know. If you like them, what we're putting down. Um, and yeah, beyond that, is there anything else, Jim? Well, two things. One other thing is that someone else did request a going over some of the deleted scenes from Karate Kid, so we could do that as well. And then outside of that... There is just one more thing. What's that? Strike first. Strike hard. No No mercy. mercy.